What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you. It's Mock Monday here on this podcast, and today we're going to spend the entire show reflecting on the mock drafts that you guys submitted to me on Twitter, and uh, just like we did last week, I'm going to go through them, and I'll tell you what I think about the draft classes that you assembled for the Buffalo Bills using the DraftNetwork.com's mock draft machine. Speaking of the Draft Network, that's where I work, and we're doing a really fun contest that starts today. Uh, All eight of our content staff members put out a mock draft today. There are eight different mock drafts that you can read right now that are brand new to the Draft Network uh, on the DraftNetwork.com. And the goal here is that it's a tournament. So we're each going up against each other in the first round, and you know, I'm going up against a guy named Rob Juden who does all of our graphics and creative type stuff. Uh, if you see jersey swaps and different social media things, he does all that stuff, and he's amazing at it. But um, I need to beat him. I need to beat him in this round. And and the real incentive for you is that it's only the first round. The next round is we add a second round, and there will be a pick for the Bills. And so you can't have me going out in the first round not having a chance to do a mock draft for the Bills, and then if I win this round, I'll probably go up against Kyle Krabs, who is a Dolphins guy, in round two. And he's my co-host with the Draft Dudes podcast, and I can't lose to him. So I need your help, folks. Go to the Draft Network Twitter account, at the Draft Network. Find the link to the tweet, or the find the tweet that is the poll between me and Rob. They dropped at 12 p.m. Eastern time, so that's noon, and you can vote. Vote for me. Let's put Rob behind us. Let's get on to Kyle. So there's my uh, plea for you to start this podcast. Okay, the rest of the show here, I promise you, we're going to talk about your mock drafts. And so I went through, and there's a lot of submissions. So I went through, and I got a bunch that I thought were interesting to me and um, gave us good discussion points, maybe some different players that we haven't gotten into. And I wrote down four things. So these are the four things that I'm looking for when going through these mock drafts that's going to make me like them. That's going to move the needle for me. I'm not going to be uh, super married to any positions that I want to see. Um, Not even at 54. I'm not marrying myself to any positions. This is what I'm marrying myself to. Good football players. So I want to see talented football players. I want to see athletes. I want to see some value. I want to look at these drafts and say, you know what? That was a steal. That's a player that I think can be a steal. And then I'm The fourth criteria is I don't want to see any super limited players. Even in the late rounds, you can give me a guy with athletic potential that has some redeeming qualities, not just a boring player that doesn't doesn't offer you much. And I know that by nature, late round picks give you that. But give me an athlete. You can give me a raw football player that's a good athlete that's that's late in the draft. So that's what I'm looking for. So good good football players that are good athletes that present value and you don't give me limited players. All right, so with that in mind, the first one today... Scarecrow Boat. He's got the Bills going with K.J. Hamler, Penn State wide receiver at 54. Terrell Burgess, defensive back from Utah at 86. Anthony McFarlane, running back from Maryland at 128. Anthony Jennings, Alabama uh, defensive end at 167. Justin Heron, offensive tackle, Wake Forest at 188. 207, Omar Bayless, wide receiver, Arkansas State. And then Robert Landers, uh, defensive tackle from Ohio State at 239. Really interesting. I think... I think I get a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of new ideas here. That's what I loved about this mock draft. Have we ever talked about KJ Hamler at fifty four? I think he's worth the fifty fourth pick in the draft. 
uh, very explosive. He's going to create a lot of space. And, you know, he gets vertical. Now, he doesn't have great ball skills. His hands are, are pretty bad. And he he's small, you know. But if you're looking for a jitterbug type guy that's going to shake defenders and get free and get loose, man, he creates a ton of separation. And he's really explosive. Don't think he fills any need whatsoever for the Bills. But he's a good football player. And that's what I'm looking for. I'll take it at 54. Terrell Burgess is a really fun player. A lot of ceiling with this player. Only a one-year starter at Utah. But, um... Showed a lot of potential, a lot of potential in man coverage. He's physical. He can play in the overhang. Um, and I think you talk about sub packages, getting extra defensive backs on the field. A guy like this can can give you a lot of value because of the different things you can do. He can blitz. Um, I think in a lot of ways he's he's what you hope Saran Neal is, but maybe with a little bit more of an athletic upside and some untapped potential. So get, give me this one. I like that pick at 86. Anthony McFarlane at uh, 128, Maryland running back, explosive, right? Big plays. This is a guy that can pick up offenses, offense in chunks. And so you got you got KJ Amler and Anthony McFarlane here. You add a ton of speed to the skill players on offense. And I don't think Anthony McFarlane's your answer at RB2, but he's so dynamic in a you know in a particular role that I can get behind that. I think he adds new dimensions to your offense. Anthony Jennings is as solid as they come as a defensive end. You wish he was. A little bit more athletic, had a little bit more juice, but he's so technically refined. He's smart. He's powerful. And um, at 167, I think you're going to get a rosterable defensive end that'll play for a long time for you. Justin Heron, Wake Forest offensive tackle. I think he profiles very well as a swing. Play on the right or left side. Good pass blocker. Uh, developmental type guy that's worthy of pick 188. Omar Bayless, uh, this is this is not a pick I love. I think this is, this is kind of the throwaway of the draft. Um especially when you already got a receiver. I know that Bayless gives you a little bit of size and he's really productive, but I don't see a big-time future ahead of him. But I'm not going to gripe too much about 207. And then Robert Landers, Robert Landers, I think, at 239 is, is a fine pick. Um, if I was going to dock you for need, I'd, I'd probably go after you here because, I mean, you're talking about Harrison Phillips as DT5 right now. So, sure, I think you probably need some more bodies in there for camp, but I think – I think you look at Robert Landers and say that there's an easy path for him to get cut. So I really like the first five picks here uh, a lot. Good players, athletes. I think, um, did I get a steal? I'm not sure I see a definite steal here, but I think appropriate value for five picks in a row is is really exciting. And um, outside of the last two picks, I don't really see any throwaways here. So I like it. I'll, I, I take it. I take that. Andy. Andy Grimble, this is what he's got for us. This is different. Uh, Damon Arnett, cornerback, Ohio State at 54. Love it. Uh, would love Arnett at 54. That would make me feel real good about CB2. Oh, oh look again. Here, fifth, at 86, Bryce Hall, cornerback, Virginia. My guy is making sure cornerback is taken care of with a couple of good young players. And um, I think it's an important position. And so you, you get two players that are, I think, are both really good values at those picks. I'm not going to gripe about it. Those are two good players that are worth the picks that have high ceilings. I mean, really high ceilings with both of those players. Ben Bredesen, interior offensive lineman from Michigan at 128. I think he's a starting interior offensive lineman all day long. Uh, He's physical. I think he gives you that edge that the Bills love in their blockers. Has good size. I think he's damn close to plug-and-play starting guard. I love that pick. Anthony Jennings loved the pick at 167. You won't hear any... Any gripes from me? Uh, Tanner Muse at 188, Clemson safety, but kind of a positionless player that I think could play some uh, dime linebacker. 
Uh, you can get him involved in a lot of the ways that I talked about with Terrell Burgess or what people think maybe a Kyle Duggar or Jeremy Chin can be. You get that at 188. I love it. Braden Mann, the punter at Texas A&M, 207. Love that. And then Joe Reed, you guys heard me rave about him last week. Anytime you toss Joe Reed towards the end of your draft, you're going to uh, get a lot of love from me. So sign me up for this one, Andy. I love it. Um, I don't even I don't mind at all that you went back-to-back corner because those are two young, talented players at a position where I think the Bills are going to need to always be investing so, the, so that way you're – you're really sound opposite of, of Trey White. And, you know, there's a little bit of risk involved with Bryce Hall just given him coming off the injury, but I think he's going to be fine. So, yeah, uh, psh, that's that might be tough to beat today. I'll take that one over Scarecrow Boats uh, Hall. So, no, I like Scarecrow Boats, but uh, it's nothing to throw away. I mean, nothing to throw away here at this uh, this Hall from Andy Gamble. Uh, let's see your and- – what is your name here? Andrew, toss a coin to your Mandalorian. Um yeah, I I don't I've never seen the Mandalorian, so I don't know what that means, but we'll call you Andrew here. All right, Andrew's got some fun stuff for us here. Jeremy Chin, uh safety from Southern Illinois at 54. When I say safety, don't marry yourself to that. Positionless defensive player, a uh, guy that can play overhang, can play dime backer, can play strong safety. You can have him blitz and shoot gaps. And I kind of talked about this a bit throughout the course of last week at various points. You know, the goal for the Bills right now is is to compete in the AFC. And right now, the dogs, the, the leaders in the AFC, Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. Dynamic offenses, right? Lamar Jackson, all those weapons, the different ways Lamar can beat you. Pat Mahomes, the you know the most exciting young quarterback in football. They've got a great tight end in Kelsey. Uh, their screen game is really good. Uh, Tyree Kill, obviously. Sammy Watkins, really good players. Miko Hardman brings a lot of speed. When you can get a guy like Jeremy Chin involved in sub packages, it helps you counter what those offenses bring to the table. So Jeremy Chin, I think, would be wonderful in terms of adding a layer to Leslie Frazier's defense. And it's interesting, we talk about this defense a lot. And one thing that we we, we typically say about McDermott and Frazier's defense is that it's, it's not that it's an overly complicated scheme or it's exotic or anything like that. It's just really fundamentally sound football, and they make you earn everything. Well, now you start sprinkling in a guy like Jeremy Chin and sub packages, and, and you can start doing some really creative things that takes a really, really strong foundation in terms of disciplined, assignment-driven football. And now I got this guy, Roman. Man, you can do some fun stuff with that. So there you go. I like <laughs> I like Jeremy Chin at 54. Now I'm going to like players like a Tanner Muse. I'm going to like a Kyle Duggar. I'm going to like a... Terrell Burgess, even a Kayvon Wallace from Clemson. Those types of players, I think they can do that type of stuff. Now, to varying levels, right? Though, you know, you're not going to get a true can do everything in a positionless role like you will from at the peak Isaiah Simmons, right? From Clemson, he's going to go in the top 10. We're not talking about him. But if you can get those uh, B and C versions of that in a Duggar, in a Chin, in a a Kayvon Wallace, Terrell Burgess, Tanner Muse type player, let's go. Okay, so I've said enough about that pick 54. 86, Matt Pert, offensive tackle. I think he's going to be a starter uh, by year two, a really good one. Um, I like him a ton. I think he could play left and right side. Zach Moss is is the perfect backup running back to uh, Devin Singletary. Gives you that downhill ability, and he's you know he catches the football fine. He can pass block. So Moss at 104 is a good pick. Uh, evidently, that was a trade-up, so... Uh, good move there. Jonathan Garvin. This is one of the main reasons I picked this draft because I like John Garvin a ton. I actually did his film assessment 
I think Friday or Saturday, and I really liked what I saw. Now, he's not consistent. There's no question about it. You're not going to pop on the tape and see a very consistent football player, but his high-level flashes are exciting. He's explosive. He's long. He's got good power. He's got a variety of pass rush moves. I think he's still developing. I think there's a lot of ceiling with John Garvin from Miami. I think you'll have to take him ultimately higher than 188, but if you talk about a third or a fourth round edge that gives you a lot of upside, give me John Garvin all day long. So at 188, I love it. So you are winning me over in a big, bad way here, uh, these top four picks. Neville Clark, corner from UCF, that's fine. I think that's reasonable depth that you can develop. And then Braden Mann, punter from Texas A&M at 239. So those first four picks move the needle for me in a big way. I get a lot of athletic potential, especially with Garvin. Um, I don't see any real throwaway picks here. I mean, Neville Clark might be a practice squad guy if, uh, if things worked out with the current corners on the roster, but developmental starter on the offensive line, a true backup running back, the positionless player that's really fun that can make the defense more exotic, John Garvin. You heard me talk about him. And then, of course, the punter. I like this a ton. I like this a ton. I don't know if I like it better than Andy's, but I like this a ton. All right, next one is from Bill's Collector. All right, uh, let's see what he's got for us. Trayvon Diggs, cornerback, Alabama at 54. That's rock-solid pick. I think he can probably be the day-one starter opposite Trey White. Josh Uch, edge rusher from Michigan. Pure speed guy off the edge, and, and I like that. I think that's, that's a good dynamic that the defense can use. Um, I don't think they'll have anyone that, is that explosive off the edge. And and every time he gets a chance to rush, man, he makes plays. Maybe he has some upside uh, to develop into some off-ball ability as well because he's certainly got the athletic profile to do it. Zach Moss at 128, running back Utah, love it. Tanner Muse, safety, Clemson, 167, love it. Dalton Keene, Virginia Tech tight end at 188, big fan. I think this is a big-time upgrade over Tommy Sweeney. Uh, I think he's in, he's every bit of Tommy Sweeney, but like more dynamic. Uh, I think he's a better blocker on the move. If you're looking for a true H-back, I think that's what I love about Keen. Like, you could have that true H-back role. You could play him as a wing, put him in motion. I think he can lead block. You might be able to get rid of Pat DeMarco if you add a, add a Dalton Keen. And, like, he was criminally underused at Virginia Tech. Maybe caught, like, 26 passes his best year. But the ball skills and route running ability are there. They, he flashes them. He's got a big big jump ahead of him. A whole lot more that he's going to have to learn and develop to play tight end. But I think he's a day one H-back and an exciting potential tight end two to Dawson Knox. So, I mean, Tommy Sweeney doesn't not deserve competition. I'll tell you that. So that's a pick that gets me to perk up a bit. Juwan Jennings, wide receiver from Tennessee at 207. I love this pick especially when you think about what the Bills have in their top three receivers, a lot of speed and separation. Juwan Jennings is slow. He's a 4'7 wide receiver, but he's a dog. This is a, a guy that refuses to go down once he's got the football in his hands. A ton of balance, body control, physicality, and vision to make things happen after the catch despite not having anything explosive about him. Pretty good in contested situations. I think he'll be an outstanding special teamer. I think in your wide receiver four, this is what you're looking for. So at at 207, love it. I love that pick. And then Braden Mann at 239, the punter. So, whew, my guy, what's what's the name on this one? Bills Collector. You are you are speaking my language with this this one. I uh, this is this might take the cake over Andy. Let me see here. I, whew, 
we'll put we'll put them one A and one B. But I think Andy Andy Gamble and Bills Collector here, you guys, you guys really put together two halls that are are tough for me to decide which one's the best. I like everything I've seen so far, and that's kind of the theme here. Is I went through and I picked stuff that I mostly liked, uh, but yeah, Bills Collector and Andy Gamble, you you guys crushed it. At least in terms of making me happy, I, you know what I mean. Like I'm not, I'm not the authority on this conversation, but in terms of what resonates with me, these, these two certainly do. Uh, Colin Schultz, let's see what you got here. Offensive tackle Austin Jackson out of USC at 54. This one, I, I, I'm not against an offensive tackle at 54. Austin Jackson, I think, is not the type of offensive lineman the Bills would gravitate towards. Kind of a finesse blocker, more of a technician. You know, he's got some mobility, has some agility. I like how loose he is in his lowers. But in terms of looking at the prototypes that the Bills are going after, you know, kind of those those bigger dancing bears with some physicality and an edge, that's not what you get with Austin Jackson. So I think some teams should take him in that range. I don't think it should be the Bills. Uh, Chase Claypool at 86, obviously a mismatch type uh, you know, big slot or you know, maybe an outside guy. Anthony McFarlane, we talked about, um, explosive running back at 128. Well, Michael P. Ryan at 167, running back from Florida. What I like about that pick is, remember when I talked about Anthony McFarlane the first time he came up today, I said, look, I don't think he's your answer at RB2 um, because you still need more of a downhill presence. And, and I think in, in kind of, I don't know if the word's protecting, but in also getting P. Ryan here in this, in this running back double dip, you give me the downhill presence and a whole lot of versatility in P. Ryan. So I like how you, I don't know if you did it on purpose, but the forward thinking there with P. Ryan as the right back to add to the mix once you have Devin Singletary and Anthony McFarlane in place, I like that a ton. John Garvin at 188, talked about him a minute ago, loved that pick. Dane Jackson from Pitt, cornerback at 207, that's... That's a fine pick as a, as a potential depth player at corner. And then Rodrigo Blank, Blankenship, kicker from Georgia, who people believe is the best kicker in the draft, at 239. So I love your third, fourth, and fifth pick. McFarlane, P. Ryan, Garvin, I love. I like Claypool. I don't love Jackson, either Jackson, Austin Jackson or Dane. I think those are... Those are those picks don't move the needle for me. And then I mean, look, if the kicker thing works out, if you draft Blankenship and he's the answer at kicker, then I'll never complain about it being two thirty nine. So certainly a different looking haul. There's some elements here that I love with you know kind of the double dip at running backs and the two skill sets and what they they offer. I love Garvin and um, I like the creative thought here. I don't know if it's a sign me up type draft, but I like it. Next one comes from Anthony Marino. All right, he got crazy here. He traded up, I think, three times. So there's only three picks, but he tried to make them count, and he sort of made them count with two of them, but not one of them. He traded up for A.J. Epinesa, the edge from Iowa at 45. Um, I think this checks the box in terms of getting a good football player. I don't think it checks the box in terms of fit. I don't I don't think A.J. Epinesa is a good fit for the Bills. So I think he needs to play five tech in a three, four. I think that's where he's best used. I just don't know if he has the juice to get around the outside hip of offensive tackles. And if you're a defensive end, you're going to rush the C and D gap. You've got to be able to corner. And I don't know that Epinesa can do it. Kyle Duggar at 62. 
I mean, you guys have heard what I said about Duggar in the past. I think he's a big-time projection. I'm not sure he helps you in year one as much as you want him to. And then A.J. Dillon at 133, brother, what is A.J. Dillon going to do for this this offense? He's limited running back. I mean, he's just a big, straight-line, powerful dude. Like, no vision, no timing, no nuance, pressing the line of scrimmage, can't catch. So, three picks, I mean... I don't know that anything here helps the Bills next year. So I love the creative thought here and kind of like going all in on getting three players that you feel can make an impact. But for, for me, I don't see where the impact's made in year one especially. So Anthony Marino, hard pass on your mock, brother. Sorry. Uh, Die Summers, let's see what he has. Uh, it's Jeremy Chin at 54, love it. Bryce Hall at 86, love it. Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver, USC at 128. That's a steal. Um, I I don't think he's going to get past 50 or 60, so that's an amazing steal. Well, Michael Pirine, running back Florida at 135, love it. And then Travis Gibson, edge from Tulsa at 188. I did his film, believe it or not, on Sunday morning. Um, and I like Travis Gibson. I think he's a stash player. He won't help you in year one, but he's got length. He's got a good frame. He's got some, some explosiveness. He's got some flexibility. And, um, if you can stash him, then I think you'll, you'll, you have a a chance of getting a, a rotational player in year two or three, which somewhat concerns me because I feel like the, the bills have that player in Daryl Johnson. Um, so um, he's fine at 188, and I said I wasn't going to think too much about position uh, because I want to just get good players, and I think at 188, you get a good player in Travis Gibson. That's that's interesting to me. So I like this haul. I don't think I'm going to sit here and – yeah, I mean, I might. This is really good because you trade it up and you got you got some good players. Or you don't – no, did you, yeah, you trade it up. This one's high on the list because those first four picks are absolutely tremendous. That's high up. I don't know if it's number one, but it's high up. Nathan Bonner. He's got Terrell Lewis, the edge rusher from Alabama at 54. That's a hard pass for me. I think he's got injury problems, and um, I don't think he's as dynamic as, you know, kind of his recruiting profile coming out of Alabama is. So that's a pass for me. Isaiah Wilson, offensive tackle, Georgia, 86. Love that. I think that is exactly the type of offensive lineman the Bills would love to get. I think he's – can you know year two be a starting right tackle for you? And again, that's talking absent of the Bills. I just think it's a good player at 86. I think that's a steal. Thaddeus Moss, tight end from LSU at 128. That doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, I think Thaddeus Moss is a slower Lee Smith in terms of them both being really good blockers, but slower, but maybe better hands and ball skills. So... <laughs> Um, he doesn't move the needle for me. I I don't think he's dynamic enough as a receiver in terms of route running ability, getting open in man coverage. I think he's a check down, sit down in zones, blocker type player. I don't know that he's he does much for you in terms of making plays. Uh so that's a that's kind of a boring pick for me at 128. 167, Quintez Cephas from Wisconsin, the wide receiver. Love that pick. I think he's got a ton of upside. He was a bit of a forgotten man with some of his legal issues in 2018 that got dismissed, and then he came and had a good season. I think he's a very uh, very good route runner with very good ball skills. Neville Clark, corner UCF at 188. 
Darius Anderson running back TCU at 207. That's okay. I mean, um, RB3 type player. If you bring Darius Anderson, then you're still counting on TJ Yeldon to be your RB2. And then Robert Landers, second time we've seen him at 239. So I love the Wilson pick. I like the Cephas pick, and not much else here moves the needle for me. All right, let's get to another one here. This one comes from Ben Scott. Uh, This one is rock solid. Bryce Hall at 54, cornerback from Virginia. Cam Akers running back from Florida State at 86. Uh, That's a steal. I think think if the Bills came away with those two picks at 54 and 86, or maybe the, the reverse, maybe it's Cam Akers at 54 and Bryce Hall at 86. I'll be doing cartwheels. That's tremendous value. Uh, good players, they fit. Good athletes. So, yeah, sign me up for that. Geno Stone, the safety from Iowa at 128. Um, I think he's a rock-solid safety. I don't think Geno Stone does you the does the positionless stuff I talked about, though. I think he's a true uh, deep half safety. You know, I think if you run cover, too, you'd love to have Geno Stone. Geno Stone is, is one of your safeties, but um, I don't see a whole lot of versatility from him, so I will say that. Anthony Jennings, Alabama edge rusher from uh, at 180, 167. I love that. Antonio Gandy-Golden, wide receiver, Liberty at 188. That's fine. Uh, Braden Mann, punter, Texas A&M 207. Joe Reed, wide receiver, Virginia at 239. So I love this hall. This is very good. This is one of the best ones today as well. Um, I mean, Bryce Hall, Cam Akers, Anthony Jennings, Braden Mann, Joe Reed, big time, big time move the needle for me. Uh, so I really, really like that haul. Let's see here. I got time for some more. James. James has one for us here. Uh, AJ Epinesa, Edge, Iowa at 54. Troy Pride Jr., 86, a corner from Notre Dame. Uh, I think he's really good man coverage skill set. AJ Dillon, running back from Boston College at 128. You know I don't like that. Shaq Quarterman, linebacker from Miami at 167. I can't get behind that pick as well. I mean, I think he's a two-down thumper that, good gracious, you're never going to get a play from him outside the tackles. I mean, he's he has never calculated an angle properly outside the tackles, and he's got limited range. I mean, if he could play right in front of him and attack downhill and tackle a guy or take on a block, like, sure, that's fine. But I just don't think there's any range coverage skills present on his tape. I think he's like a bad version of Reggie Ragland. Uh, John Runyon, offensive tackle, Michigan at 188. I recently did his tape. I think he's undraftable. Um, you, you just can't believe his dad was John Runyon. Totally different players. Um, the, I mean, Runyon was known, Father Runyon was known for being like a physical type player, and, and John Runyon Jr. just lacks play strength, lacks contact balance. Probably some of the worst hands I've scouted in this class. I don't think he's draftable. Uh, Joe Reed, wide receiver, Virginia at 207. Love it. Braden Mann, punter, Texas A&M at 239. So I love your last two picks, and Troy Pride is okay at 86. So this is a hard pass from me. Yeah, hard pass. Uh, Buffalo underscore chills. This one's interesting. Uh, Jalen Johnson, cornerback from Utah at 54. I think that's a player we we should probably really consider the Bills drafting. I think he's uh, a scheme fit. Uh, he's physical, and I think he'll be available. So if the Bills want to go corner at 54, I feel like he'll be one of the highest guys on the board. 
Jabari Zaniga, uh, edge from Florida at 86. That's, that's okay. Um, if he could play faster, that'd be better, but he's so slow off the ball. I mean, it just takes him forever to get off the ball. But uh, there's some potential there. LaMichael P. Ryan running back Florida at 128. Like it. Shaq Quarterman at 167. Hard pass. Justin Heron, offensive tackle, Wake Forest. Uh, yeah, we talked about him already. Good swing tackle uh, type player. Benjamin Victor from Ohio State. I like him. Uh, I think this is a, a really good option for a wide receiver four. Uh, brings some interesting ball skills, has a lot of height and length. He's kind of thin, though, which is concerning, but you ask him to fill out his frame a little bit, I think he can be an ideal wide receiver four, which is a contributor for you at 207. So I like that. And then, of course, Braden Mann, 239 from Texas A&M, which is a pick that I like a good bit. Andrew Gall. This is uh, this one's got some trades here, and I like them. Uh, pick 60, Jeremy Chin. Uh Safety from Southern Illinois, big fan. Bryce Hall at 80, 89, cornerback from Virginia, love it. Matt Pert, 102, the offensive tackle from UConn, really exciting developmental offensive tackle. LaMichael P. Ryan, running back Florida at 149, you crushed these first four picks, that's tremendous. Isaiah Hodgins at 166, the uh, Oregon State wide receiver, definitely a, um, a fit in terms of a wide receiver four with good hands, it gives you size. Better route runner than you think. Uh, my big concern with him is can he beat press coverage? You know, and, and is he going to be able to? He's not going to win any foot races, so he's got some limitations. But if you put him in the slot, I think he'll give you some really nice hands. And he runs he runs good routes as well if he can get off the line. And then Braden Man at two thirty four, I like this a lot. I would sign up for that all day long. Good good haul there from Andrew. Let's see here. Let's do another one. Uh, Cooper Cooper has Trayvon Diggs at fifty four. Like that a ton. 86, Darrell Taylor, edge from Tennessee. I'm on board. I think he's a good fit for a 4-3 defense as a base end. He's physical. I think he's got some potential as a rusher. Michael Pittman Jr. at 128. That's a steal. I don't know how that happened, but good pick. Geno Stone, safety from Iowa at 167. I'm a big fan. 188, Michael Warren from uh, Cincinnati, a running back. I I love him. I think he's – I think I talked about him last week, but I'll talk about him again now. But I think he has good vision. He has good pace, timing, and nuance pressing the line of scrimmage. I think he has quick feet for a bigger back. I think he catches the football well. I think he competes hard in pass pro. So I think he's a versatile guy that gives you that downhill type runner that you need, but I don't think he's limited because he has he takes really good angles and he does a good job manipulating the second level so he can get off tackle a little bit too. So big fan of that Michael Warren pick. Uh, James Lynch, 207, defensive lineman from Baylor. Um... I'm not his biggest fan. I think he's pretty limited, but big-time effort guy. I'm sure McDermott will love him for those reasons, but I'm not sure what his redeeming traits are. He, he, he looked limited to me on tape. And then Braden Mann, punter from uh, Texas A&M. So you win me over big time with just about every pick here. And the only one, uh, the only exception being James Lynch, but the rest of this is really, really good. Let's see here. I got one more. Let's do one more. Parker, what you got here? Parker has, oh yeah, I'm glad we got to this. This was interesting. Jonah Jackson, interior offensive lineman from Ohio State at 54. I like this pick a ton, especially when you think about, you know, the, the long-term vision here. You know, John Feliciano, you feel, you feel like he's perfectly fine at right guard, but he's a free agent after this season. And so, um, you know, is is that something we should be a little bit more mindful of, especially when you have uh, Spencer Long, his club options up again. You have Ty Inseki, who's a free agent. 
You have Deion Dawkins, who's a free agent. So you're going to have to kind of replenish the depth a little bit, uh, which could mean replacing a starter on the offensive line after the season. I think Jonah Jackson is one of the best interior offensive linemen in the class. Really outstanding pass blocker. So I think you get legitimate competition in year one. You get a starter in year two. So good pick at 54. Troy Dye, linebacker from Oregon at 86. This would be your Matt Milano replacement. Not nearly, not nearly as smart as Matt Milano. Um, that's what's disappointing me with me about Troy Dye is like he started, I think, almost four seasons at Oregon, and this the football intelligence is missing. Now he gives you coverage upside because he has great range and he plays like his hair is on fire, but I don't know if he's smart enough. That's my my question with him. Uh, 128, Elton Robinson, Syracuse edge. Perfectly fine developmental defensive end. I think he needs to get stronger in his core, but he's got length, flexibility, and pretty good pass rush arsenal. But he's disappointing because you watch his tape. He gets hip to hip or even a step on the offensive tackle a ton, and he can't finish because he doesn't have the he – can't, he can't press the angle. When the contact comes and he has to press the angle and work back underneath, he just gets washed. Keyshawn Vaughn running back from Vanderbilt. I think he's a good player at 167. Um, Dane Jackson, cornerback from Pitt, 188. That's fine. Joe Reed, wide receiver, Virginia at 207. And Braden Mann, punter, uh, Texas A&M at 239. So I I really like this haul because you got Jonah Jackson and it gave us that talking point. I have questions about the rest of it, but it's okay. And I think I think it's um, it's interesting to bring up the interior offensive line conversation because of what I talked about with Feliciano, Long, Dawkins, Inseki, all up for contracts after this season. So I think it brings that into consideration when you start thinking about long term and you know not being able to pay everybody and all those types of things. You know, being able to draft with a little bit of foresight is is a good thing. So I enjoyed this. Anytime we're talking draft, obviously that's my that's my thing. So uh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate. So many people that took the time to, to run simulations and send them my way. We didn't get close to covering them all. I mean, we probably covered 15, 20% of the ones that were, were sent in. So I, I do, you know, it bothers me when I can't get to everyone, but um, I just, I can't. So that's the way it is. But I uh, appreciate everyone who did take the time. And um, I don't, I think we, we go back to Bill's Collector and Andy, Andy Gamble as my favorite, uh, my favorite hauls today. Anthony Marino, try again next week, man. Well, I don't know what this was that you put together. I like the idea. Three three picks. You try to go and get impact players, but like, then go get impact players, brother. All right, this was fun. That'll do it for us today. We'll be back again for you tomorrow. It's Twitter Tuesday, as you know, every Tuesday here on this podcast. So you guys will take control of the discussion. I'll talk about whatever you send my way. Make sure you do it. Hashtag Twitter tape. Twitter Tuesday at the Joe Marino on Twitter. You can also send me an email, Joe at the draftnetwork.com. So you have that to look forward to on Tuesday. Uh, do kindly ask you that you take the moment and subscribe to the podcast. I do want to thank everyone who uh, spent a little time over the weekend and left a, a review. So many of you did that, which I appreciate. Five-star rating is always helpful. And um, thanks. Thanks for listening. I enjoyed this. I'll be back again for you tomorrow.